It's the 2022 World Cup. It's the squad update for Saudi Arabia. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Pals Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be updating Saudi Arabia's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Well, the final squads are out, so here is the promised update uh, where we look at the selections, the non-selections, the surprises, and the injury updates that we made in our full team podcast, and where we went through all candidates giving career and participation information and predictions of their likelihood of making the squad. So today we're fundamentally checking out how accurate our predictions were, and we'll also uh, update recent games. So check the show notes for links to that full player uh, media cast, as well as the group media cast where we took a close look at the team, uh, their history and their chances in this tournament. Let's get started. Once again, I uh, I risk the uh, reaching out and slapping the faces of our Saudi Arabian fans by wearing this uh, not Saudi Arabian shirt. But uh, please forgive me. Uh, it is a, a, a kind of a German B team shirt from a, a, a while ago. Uh, and the only reason I wear it is because I don't have a Saudi Arabian shirt and this is the closest color I could find. So sorry, Saudi fans. Uh, I'll work on my shirt collection for you. Uh, let's uh, begin with formation. So we're really focused on the uh, on the recent games, the ones after June 2022. and uh, But we will take a look at kind of the uh, pattern of their formation since the, uh, since the beginning of World Cup qualification, the second round of World Cup qualification, actually. And we'll see, actually, that... Uh, um, Saudi Arabia was very consistent in their selection in World Cup or in their formation in World Cup qualifying, going with a 4-2-3-1 all the way uh, through their games. They started to change this up. We'll ignore the Arab Cup because uh, a lot of the first team players as well as the first team manager actually wasn't engaged in that. Uh, however, it does seem like they drew a couple of players uh, who played well in that Arab Cup, but uh, um, it's not really part of this discussion because it wasn't the the team that, that will be here at the World Cup. So we'll move on to friendlies, and boy, they played a lot of them. Uh, there were two of them in June against Colombia and Venezuela, but we're focused on the ones after that. And uh, really, they played eight, um, eight games uh, here, so I'll go through them. Uh, in September, there were two of them at the end of September against Ecuador and USA. Both of those were nil-nil draws, and we'll uh, look at the formations uh, soon here. We're actually going to ignore the uh, October friendlies that they played, but I will give the results, and I'll tell you why we're ignoring them. Uh, uh, it was October 22nd, 26th, and 30th, uh, where they played North Macedonia, Albania, and Honduras. So it was a 1-0 win over North Macedonia, a 1-1 draw with Albania, and a 0-0 draw with Honduras. Finally, in November, they also played three games on November 6th, 10th, and 16th, and it was Iceland, Panama, and Croatia. And it was a 1-0 win over Iceland, a 1-1 draw with Panama, and a 0-1 loss to Croatia. So, uh, you know... Um, not really encouraging results. They're, they're basically struggling with teams that uh, aren't making the cup. But maybe the nil-nil draw with the USA was pretty good. And the one nothing win over, over Iceland. Um, but yeah, and you'll notice that they're all very low-scoring games. So we can expect Saudi Arabia to uh, be a, a fairly defensive team. And uh, yeah, so those are the results. And uh, we're mostly looking at this to look at their formations in this player podcast. So uh, they did change um, from that 4-2-3-1 formation. They played that in their first September friendly and then experimented with a 4-3-3 formation uh, for the other September friendlies. The reason we're ignoring the October games is because I couldn't find a website that published the formation uh, for those games. Um, and, and anyway, it makes it a bit unruly to uh, deal with uh, all eight games. And, and furthermore, this sounds like a justification, but the fact is that we seem to get the information that we need 
uh, from the five games that we have. Uh, so in November, they continued with the 4-3-3 formation, but then they seem to abandon that and go back to their 4-2-3-1 formation. I think there may be a reason for this that I'll mention later in the podcast. And uh, just, to, just to kind of mess me up a bit, they went with a 4-4-1-1 formation in that last friendly against Croatia. So I'm not sure uh, what that means. But uh, we can definitely say that they favor the 4 2 3-1 formation or that they have because um, again I'm not really sure they're going to go forward uh, with that formation again I'll tell you why uh, later in the podcast okay let us go to the squad which which is what we're here for and uh, we'll start with the manager so the dashing Irv Renard Irv Renard uh, is the manager and has been their manager since 2019. We talked about the success he had with African teams, particularly Zambia and Ivory Coast. So Saudi Arabia will hope uh, that he can work his magic with the Saudi Arabian squad. Anyway, uh, we are going to label him in a green highlight for you YouTube watchers. And that indicates that he is a starter. Uh, we regard him as the starting manager, as it were. All right, let's go on to goalkeepers, and we'll begin by naming the candidates that were there first and the likelihood we gave them of made, making the squad. And then we will actually tell you who made the squad, the uh, preliminary and the final squad, and we'll finish with kind of a summary of the position. So we have a definite candidate, Mohamed Alois, and a likely candidate, Mohamed Al-Yami, uh, but you may hear him being called Mohammed al Rubai. And two possible candidates in Fawaz Al-Karni and Nawaf Al-Akidi. And two possible but unlikely candidates in Zaid uh, Al-Bawardi and Amin Bukhari. And, uh, well, we'll start by eliminating some of these names from the squad. So the two possible but unlikely candidates did not make it. Um, so that is uh, Zaid Al-Bawardi and Amin Bukhari. Um, we will, uh, the possible, okay, so we'll just go back to the beginning for the rest. Mohammed Al-Owais, our definite candidate, is selected, as well as Mohammed Al-Yami, or Mohammed Al-Rubai, uh, and Nawaf Al-Adidi, uh, the possible candidate he was selected but the other possible candidate Fawaz Al-Kani was selected for the preliminary squad but didn't make the final cut so we remove him from the list that leaves us with those three uh, goalkeepers Mohammed Al-Owais, Mohammed Al-Yami or uh, also called Mohammed Al-Rubai and uh, Nawaf Al-Akidi so in terms of the position it was Mohammed Al-Owais playing all World Cup qualification games except for two in the middle where Mohamed Al-Yami uh, started. Uh, and in the recent friendlies, it was al who started four of the five games and Al-Yami started one. And um, yes, we will talk about our predictions uh, at the end of the podcast, but uh, I think it's fairly obvious in that case. Let's move on to central defenders. And here we have uh, quite a few candidates to go through. Uh, they always play with a four-man uh, backline, so uh, we we are expecting two defenders on the field, uh, two central defenders, I should say, and then two outside defenders, which we'll do after this. So the likely candidates are uh, Ali Al Buheli. So, uh, yeah, we didn't have any definite candidates here. Ali Al Buheli. And um, Abdullah Al Amri, the two likely candidates. We also have five possible can candidates. So Ahmed Sharahili, Abdullah Madu, Ali Lajami, Hassan Tambakti, and Zayad Al uh, Zayad Al Sahafi, the five possible candidates. Uh, seems to be off the squad, and we'll eliminate them as we go if they didn't make it. Uh, that is Mohammed Al-Kabrani, and uh, he did not make the squad. 
Uh, and then we had, uh, we mentioned a few retired players uh, from the 2018 World Cup mostly. So uh, Osama Hassori, Osam, uh, Osama Hassori, Omar Hassori, and Mohammed Al Fatil. Uh, of course, none of those making it. Uh, we just talked about them to put uh, the team in context. Let's go back to the beginning. And uh, we have uh, Ali Al Bulehi. Uh, as uh, making the squad, as well as Abdullah Al-Amri. Uh, among the possible candidates, we predicted that most of them would come. We were thinking three or four, but in fact, only two of them uh, were selected. So that was Abdullah Nadu and uh, Hassan Tambakti, uh, both of those selected, but the other ones were not, uh, even for the preliminary squad. So Ahmed Sharahili, uh, Ali Lajami and Zayad Al Sahafi uh, not selected for the squad. So that leaves us with just uh, four central defenders. Um, that is Ali Al Buhali, uh, Ali Al Bulehi, Abdullah uh, Abdullah Al Amri, um, Abdullah Madu, and Hassan Tambakti, the four successful uh, candidates. Um, and we'll finish with a summary of the position. So Al, uh, Al Amri was the most regular starter from 2021, but uh, did only start about half the games. Uh, the rest rotated quite a lot. Uh, however, it was clarified a bit in the, uh, or clarified pretty clearly in the friendlies with Al Amri and Al Bulehi. Uh, each starting four of the five recent friendlies, and Tembakti starting two. Uh, no other candidate here, or I guess that would just be uh, Abdullah Madu. Uh, he didn't start any. So again, uh, uh, kind of easy to, to guess who the starters are, but we'll review that at the end. And we move on to left-backs, where we have definite candidate uh, Yasir Al-Sharani, and possible two possible candidates, Nasser Al Dosari and Motab Al Hardy. Motab Al Hardy, and uh, uh, the successful ones making the final squad, Yasser Al Sharani and Nasser Al Dosari, both making the squad, but Motab Al Hardy uh, not making the squad. So two left backs there, and. Um, We'll summarize the position with uh, this. Al-Shurani Al was the main starter from 2021 and was sometimes replaced by Nasser Al-Dosari. Uh, Al-Shurani started three of the five recent friendlies. However, it was not Al-Dosari uh, replacing him in the other two. He actually started in other positions uh, as a defensive midfielder, but uh, it was two different right backs uh, replacing him. Uh, there. So we're moving on to right backs. So I'll tell you who replaced him uh, on the left side there. Um, and we move on to right back. So we have definite candidate uh, Saud Al Hamid, uh, sorry, Saud Abdul Hamid, and likely candidate Sultan Al Ghanam, and possible candidate Mohammed Al Buraik. And uh, all three of them made it, actually. So uh, Saud Al Abdul Hamid, Sultan Al Ganam, and uh, Mohammed Al Buraik, all making the final squad. So I wonder if one of those guys will uh, maybe uh, act as backup for the central defense, since they seem a little short of uh, players there. Okay, in summary of the position, Al Ghanam uh, for World Cup qualifying games, but Al Buraik replaced him three times, uh, although it was a different replacement who came in for the June friendlies. Um, we had Saud Al Abdul Hamid as a, as a definite candidate here, but in fact, he only started four games. He was just uh, often uh, on the bench or subbed in. Um, but he came in more as a starter uh, he came in into the picture more in recent friendlies. Uh, Saud Al Abdul Hamid started three of the friendlies, as well as one on the left side. Uh, Al Ghanam and Al Buraik each got one start as the right back, and Al Buraik was the other player uh, getting a start on the left side there. 
All right. So uh, obviously, um, um, also acting as backup to the left side, uh, ahead of uh, uh, left back Aldosari. Uh, let's move on to the to the midfield, and we begin with defensive midfielders. So we have a definite candidate Ali Al Hassan, and a possible candidate Abdullah Otaif. And we have two possible but unlikely candidates: Abdullah Al Kebari and uh, Ali Al Asmari. Uh, neither of those two made it, so we'll remove Abdullah Al Kebari from the list, as well as Ali Al-Asmari. And that leaves us with uh, Ali Al-Hassan, who did make the final squad, and Abdullah Otaif, who also made the final squad. So, hey, we're doing fairly well in our predictions here. Uh, before summarizing the position, oh, wait a minute, we do have a new candidate uh, also uh, for a defensive midfielder. So someone added to the squad who is not on our radar for the... Uh, for the main player podcast there. And this is uh, Riyad Sharahili uh, also making the squad. Uh, so I'll tell uh, a little bit about him because we uh, didn't cover him in the main podcast. Uh, Riyad Sharahili was new to the squad in September. He started both of their uh, September friendlies and uh, went on to uh, sub into uh, one of them after that and was on the bench for the last two. So, um, uh, yes, uh, jumping in on the squad, that gives him three caps uh, since his first one in, in September 2022. And he's no youngster. He's 28 years old and uh, plays for Abha in Saudi Arabia uh, since 2020. He's played for several teams in Saudi Arabia uh, where he spent his whole career. So, Riyad Sharahili uh, added to the list at the last moment. Good for him, and we'll move on to central midfielders um, now. And uh, candidates, we have Mohamed Kano and Salman Al-Faraj as definite candidates, but actually we're going to move uh, uh, Salman Al-Faraj to attacking midfielder because, uh, well, because that's what he is. Uh, so he was a definite candidate here, so we'll move him uh, to the definite um, level there. I'm just doing that on the on the graphic. Uh, okay, so back to uh, defensive midfielders. Uh, sorry, central midfielders. Mohamed Kano as a definite candidate, likely candidate Abdullah uh, Al Malki, and possible candidate Abdulaziz Al Bishi, and possible but unlikely Abdul Malak Al Kebari, and uh, seems to be off the squad Hussein Al Mogabi. So uh, let's eliminate some of the names. So seems to be off the squad Hussein al Mogafi, and uh, not selected. Uh, Abdul Malak al Kebari also not selected, the possible but unlikely candidate. And even the possible Abdulaziz al-Bishi uh, not selected there, leaving us with just uh, Mohamed Kano, Kano, the definite candidate, and Abdullah al-Malki, the likely candidate there. So that gives us a kind of five defensive slash central midfielders. And I'll run through them again. Ali Al-Hassan, Abdul, uh, Abdullah Otaif, uh, the newcomer, Riyad Sharahili, and then Mohamed Kani and Abdullah uh, Leh um, Al-Malki. Abdulelah Al-Malki. <laughs> the name's kind of getting the better of me here. Okay, uh, let's uh, talk about the position and how it's gone since 2021. And uh, Kano, uh, Mohamed Kano, was the most consistent starter there since 2021. Uh, Al-Malki was prominent early on, uh, but we think he might have gotten injured due to a sudden appearance. He uh, subbed out of a game 23 minutes uh, into a game in February and uh, didn't show up after that. So he's still not listed uh, as injured during that time, just off the squad. Uh, after he disappeared, it became a bit of a mix and match uh, among the many candidates we saw there. Um, uh, and then in uh, September, the newly added Sharahili started the first two recent friendlies. So we were a bit confused uh, about what was going on. But alas 
we figured it out because uh, uh, Al Malki returned, and it was a two-man central midfield with Cano and Al Malki uh, repartnering for the last two friendlies. So uh, uh, that's who we think are going to go into the squad, but we'll get to that at the end and move on here to left midfielders. Uh, okay, so left midfielders, we have a definite candidate, Salam Al-Dosari, and a likely candidate, Abdurrahman Garib. And, uh, well, we listed a retired candidate, Nawaf Al-Abed, and uh, i got to say, I'm not really sure why I added him to the list, because we generally were picking players who uh, had been with the squad uh, from 2021 or forward. Uh, he last appeared uh, in 2019, or he had last appeared in 2019. Uh, but it turns out uh, it was a bit prophetic. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe the fates, maybe Atropos was speaking through me, uh, because... Um, well, I'll, I'll I'll tell you soon uh, because he did make the squad. That's that's where I'm going with this. Uh, anyway, we'll tell you more about that in a second. Uh, Salam Al Dosari uh, was selected for the squad, but uh, a bit surprisingly, Abdul Rahman Karib uh, was not, even though he was a definite candidate. So that was one of the ones uh, that took us by surprise. And now I'll tell you about Nawaf Al Abed. So as I said. Um, uh, he, uh, we introduced him, even though he'd been off the squad for a long time, and uh, we didn't go into detail on him because we we thought he wouldn't make the squad. So uh, I'll kind of reintroduce him, as it were, because uh, we hadn't given bio information on him. But just to tell you what happened there, he returned after a three-year absence in September 2022 uh, to replace. Uh, Fahad Al Mualad, who was selected for the squad, uh, but then kind of deselected. I'll tell you about him soon. Uh, anyway, uh, Al Abed um, returned in September 2022 to start. Uh, didn't start either of their first games, uh, but he did sub in for both matches there. So um, he uh, has been with Saudi Arabia since 2010 and has 50 caps and eight goals. So. He's a, a, a pretty much a veteran for the squad, and uh, he's 32 years old, uh, playing for Al-Shabaab in Saudi Arabia. In terms of tournaments, he was on the squad for the 12th, uh, 2011 Asian Cup, uh, just subbed into uh, two games there, and uh, he was a starter in the 2015 Asian Cup. However, he was not selected for the uh, 2018 uh, World Cup due to injury. He had not fully recovered from a foot injury there, but he had scored five of their goals in qualifying there, four of them on penalties. So we might look for him as the penalty taker uh, in this tournament. Uh, and he, uh, after that, wasn't selected for the uh, Asian Cup 2019. So it kind of seemed like his international career uh, had dwindled down. But lo and behold, he gets called up uh, as a replacement here uh, and is going to be on the squad. So now I've uh, Al Abed, a pretty uh, interesting story. So we'll 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 change his title from retired to new, because uh, in a sense he is a new player coming back like that. Okay, uh, so he made the squad, and we move on to right midfielders. No, uh, we have to give a summary of uh, left midfielders here before we move on. So. Um, left midfielders, uh, the left midfielder position, kind of the defensive end of that position, is not uh, often used uh, in the 4-2-3-1 formation that they favour and used for all of the World Cup qualifying games. So when they did uh, uh, use the left midfielder position, it was in those uh, three games where they had a 4-3-3 formation, and it was left defender, actually, Nasser Al-Dosori, uh, Dosari, who always filled it, and um, uh, those uh, were done in the in the friendlies, September friendlies. We saw Al Dosari there, so no one here played as kind of a defensive midfielder. But uh, some of these guys, though listed as uh, left midfielders, they're really attacking left midfielders. So um, 
on the offensive side, Salam al-Dosari uh, was the main man playing left attacking midfielder or uh, depending on the formation, left winger or left forward in the various formations. And so, um, yeah, he's the guy over there, Salam al-Dosari. So we'll have to see uh, if uh, Nawaf al-Abed uh, kind of... Um, Beds into the team. That was a terrible pun. He immediately feels a, a flash of hot embarrassment uh, at his low-hanging fruit joke, but he forges on. Uh, okay, let's move on to right midfielders, and we have Hatan Bahebri um, here, and um, I want to actually move a player uh, who is listed as a forward. Um, I want to move him to... Uh, the right uh, right midfielder position. So I'm going to go down and grab uh, uh, Fahad Al Muwalad, and actually I should put him above Hatan Bahebri there, uh, and we will talk about him. So these are the two candidates, and uh, just to announce who made it, uh, Hatan Bahebri did make it. So uh, we'll dispense with him before we talk about. Fahad al-Mualad. So uh, Fahad al-Mualad uh, did make it, and it's a bit of an interesting story. Uh, he was selected and then he was unselected, so I'll tell you why. Uh, he, uh, was, uh, he had a doping ban that was scheduled to end in September, uh, uh, but uh, he was cleared uh, by the Saudi Arabian authorities, uh, Saudi Arabian anti-doping authorities, so uh, he was allowed to be named to the squad. Uh, but the decision had to go to the World Anti-Doping Agency, uh, WADA, kind of a famous anti-doping agency there. Uh, however, the manager decided uh, to withdraw him as a precautionary measure uh, before that happened. So uh, my guess is the manager or the administration maybe felt that he wouldn't pass, uh, wouldn't pass, um, the ban basically and so they removed him and replaced him with the player we just saw uh, Nawaf Al-Abed uh, so there we have it and that's a really big loss because uh, Fahad Al-Mualad uh, is a really big player for them he uh, I think is their top scorer uh, I won't describe it here because we're going to run into him later when we look at, at, uh, at forwards but uh, we had him as a likely candidate um, because he had started 13 of their 20 games. Uh, uh, and uh, it was only at the end that he was banned for. And uh, yeah, okay, let's move on. So uh, Hatan uh, Bahebri, though, making the squad, and we'll summarize the position. So on the defensive side of the position, again, like the left midfield, it's not often used in the 4-2-3-1. Uh, and when they did use the position in the 4-3-3, it was three out-of-position players uh, who filled it. So none of the players that we've listed here. Uh, on the attacking end, it was uh, Fahad al-Mualad all the way through World Cup qualifying until the last game where Hatan Bahebri uh, uh, replaced him. So Bahebri... Uh, played it one more time, but actually it seems that without Al Mualad available, they abandoned the four-two-three-one formation uh, that uses the position. So this is what I was talking about during formations. That as much as they've used the four-two-three-one, I wonder if they will use it when Al Mualad is not here. So um, Al Mualad's replacement, as we saw, Al Abed. It's not a like-for-like -like replacement. He's a uh, left midfielder, and I suppose uh, he or or a right, uh, sorry, a left midfielder could uh, fill the position. But they haven't really done that yet. Uh, the one time they used the four-two-three-one in friendlies, uh, Al Mualad was back for that game. Uh, so yeah, kind of interesting to see whether they will continue with that formation. Okay, we'll move on to uh, left wingers. And in fact, we pretty much covered them with uh, left and right midfielders. So I'll, uh, but we do have one candidate as a left winger, and that is uh, Khalid Al Ghanam. Uh, but Khalid Al Ghanam was not selected for the uh, squad. And I'll summarize the position. So only in the last game with that 4 4 1 1 did they use a formation that had wingers and actually in the previous uh, podcast 
uh, or maybe it was the team podcast, we said that they were a bit weak on the wings here and, uh, and um, generally don't use the position. So the one time it was used, it was left attacking midfielder Salam Aldosori, who played there. Uh, moving over to the right wing, uh, we have uh, two candidates, uh, Eman Yaya and uh, as, as seemed to be off the squad, Abdul Fattah Atsiri. So neither of these players were selected either. Uh, so we'll remove them from the list. Possible candidate, Eamon Yaya, uh, not selected. And nor was as, uh, Abdul Fattah Atsiri. So uh, yeah, just like on the left, uh, only in the last game did they use this uh, winger formation. And uh, the forward, uh, Firas Al-Burakan, who we'll meet soon, was the player who uh, who played in that position. Okay, and we are moving on to forwards here. And so we'll start with attacking midfielders. Uh, and we have Salman Al-Faraj as a definite candidate and Sami Al-Najay as, uh, as a likely candidate. And uh, we have a possible candidate in Turkey Al-Amar. And uh, Turkey Alamar, the possible candidate, did not make the squad. But uh, Salman Al-Faraj, the definite. And um, Sami Al-Najay, the likely candidate, both made it. So let's summarize the position. Uh, we have uh, Salman Al-Faraj playing the position throughout World Cup qualifying. Uh, but he was replaced three times towards the end by three different players. So actually the position was not used in the first few recent friendlies, but when they did return to it, it was Sami Al-Najai uh, starting one and Al-Faraj starting the other. So again, it kind of comes down to whether they're going to change their formation in the absence of Al-Mualad. Uh, okay, and I should actually say Salman Al-Faraj is coded as a central midfielder. Uh, um, Again, uh, Saudi Arabia is uh, a bit difficult to distinguish the, the central midfielders and attacking midfielders in terms of their coding, because the ones who are coded as uh, left, right, or central midfielders may actually be left attacking, right attacking, and central attacking midfielders, as Salman Al-Haraj is uh, here. He is the captain, by the way. Anyway, we moved him uh, from central midfielder to attacking midfielder. Uh, here. All right, well, we have a uh, secondary strikers, uh, one possible candidate in Abdul Rahman Al Oboud, and uh, he did make the squad, so, um, uh, but he didn't start any of their games uh, uh, after he uh, first, uh, uh, after he came to the team in October 2021. Um, Let's move on to uh, forwards. Uh, we won't do a summary of secondary strikers. They'll probably be lumped in either with the attacking midfielder uh, or the forwards. So let's do forwards. And we have a definite candidate, Firas Al-Burakan. And uh, we had uh, Fahad Al-Mualad here, but we moved him to uh, uh, right, mid right midfielder. So we'll get rid of his name here. Uh, Salah Al-Sheri is a likely candidate and a uh, possible candidate in uh, Abdullah Al-Hamdan and also Haytham Asiri. And uh, finally, we had we talked about the retired candidate, Mohammed Al-Salawi, uh, a big loss for them. You can see, actually, if you're watching the YouTube feed, that all of the forwards that we've listed here are in light gray. That means they have no tournament experience. Uh, so they're all uh, kind of uh, uh, inexperienced and they lost the very experienced uh, Mohammed Al-Thalawi. So these guys will have to try to fill his big shoes. Okay, in terms of uh, successful candidates here, Firas Al-Burakan made the final squad and uh, so did Salah Al-Sheri. And among the possible candidates, uh, Abdullah Al-Hamdan made the preliminary squad, but not the final cut. However, Haytham uh, Asiri did make the 
final cut uh, was selected for the squad. So that is it. Uh, we just need to do a summary of the forward position. We'll be ready to move on. So it was actually Salah Al-Hashiri, uh, Al-Shahiri, uh, sorry, Salah Al-Sheri in World Cup qualification. But from game five, the position was equally shared between uh, Firas Al-Burakan uh, and Al-Sheri. Uh, in this, in the friendlies, though, in the recent friendlies, it was Al Burakain starting four of the five games, and Salah Al Sheri uh, the last. So it, it looks like uh, Al Burakain has kind of pulled ahead uh, in the pecking order there, and uh, we'll come back to that when we look at scorers. We're going to look at a few stats. So we had some stats for the. Uh, uh, in the previous podcast about all the definite likely impossible players here we're kind of doing the same thing but just with the 26 players that were selected so let's begin with the average age it's 27.3 and uh, that's slightly above average uh, 27.1 is the average age of uh, the teams have done so far for this cup and there are about uh, 18 teams on the list there uh, and we have actually just one player who is uh, 33 or older, so no um, kind of aged players on the squad in terms of soccer uh, players. And we have uh, three players who are 22 or younger. So we'll take a quick look at that uh, with this uh, chart that, that I'm putting up. And um, yes, it's Salman Al-Faraj, uh, who is the oldest player there. And um, uh, yeah, and then uh, all in all, but the average age is a bit old, and that's because they have uh, uh, eight other players, so nine players in all who are above 30 years old. So uh, they're all actually pretty, pretty uh, tight range there between 28 and 32. And uh, at the other end of the scale, we have the forward, uh, Firas Al Burakane. I said the forwards were kind of young. Uh, he's 22 years old, and I'm looking for Sherry there. Uh, he's 29 years old, so he's not young, but he is inexperienced. Uh, and um, now I have Alakidi and Haytham Athiri, uh, both uh, uh, 22 or younger. Okay, for average caps, we have uh, 28.2, and this is very low, actually. Uh, the average is 34, and... Um, yeah, uh, Saudi Arabia, one of the uh, uh, lowest here. Oops, I put 18.2, but it's 28.2 uh, average cap. So we'll just look at the main uh, the main ones here. And we see that uh, Yasser Al-Sharani uh, is the most cap player with 71. And then left attacking midfielder uh, Salam Al-Dosari at, at 70. And captain uh, Salman Al-Faraj, also the oldest player, with 69 caps. After that, it drops off quite a bit to 54, and then the next one is 45. So only uh, four players with 50 or more caps. At the other end of the scale, we have uh, uh, six players with uh, 10 or less caps. So I won't go through those names, but um, uh, yeah, so uh, not, uh, not a lot of experience compared to other teams there uh all right let's move on to total goals that is 64 among these 26 players and uh the stat we use is total caps per goal in order to compare them with other teams uh, saudi arabia is 8.7 so both of those total goals and total goals per caps are uh, extremely low um the average of total goals is 116 so they have almost half that much. And uh, uh, the average goals per cap is 13.2. And they're at 8.7. That's the lowest on my list, but I haven't done all the teams yet. So, uh, yeah, we saw that uh, uh, the goal scorers are uh, kind of new players and don't have any tournament experience. We saw, too, that... Uh, they had very low scoring games in their friendlies, just one goal uh, or no goals. 
Uh, let's take a look at the scorers here, and uh, we see that uh, uh, Salam Aldosari, the left attacking midfielder, has the most goals with 17. That's 17 in 70 games, 25% scoring ratio, uh, or 24.3, uh, which is not bad, actually. And uh, maybe they'll be relying on uh, Saleh Al-Sheri, although he doesn't seem to be the starter. Uh, he has 10 goals in 19 games, and uh, I doubt he'll keep up that average, but that's pretty good, uh, 50%, 52.6% there. So uh, maybe he'll make a name for himself uh, in this cup. Uh, the other forward, uh, Firas al has six goals in 26 games, 23%. That's not that great. It's not terrible either. And then, uh, and that's uh, kind of it uh, as far as uh, scorers go. Uh, Salman Al Faraj at, at uh, 11.6%. And uh, actually, Nawaf Al Abed, that's the player who came in at the very end, was kind of off the squad and then recalled. Uh, he has eight goals in 54 games, uh, which is 14.8%. So that's not terrible either. Uh, I just wonder if he'll still have the same form that he used to have because he hasn't uh, played for the team since 2019. Okay, let's move on to summaries. And uh, the first one we'll do is the notable non-selections. So we really only have one uh, that took us by surprise here, and that was uh, left midfielder Abdul Rahman Garib. So we had him as a likely candidate, but he was not selected for the squad. Um, we have a surprise inclusion, uh, Abdullah Abdulayla Al Maliki, and the reason that was a surprise is because, uh, yeah, we said in February he uh, kind of disappeared from the squad, and uh, we were wondering what became of him, but he kind of came back in October, and uh, and is probably going to be a starter. Uh, the new candidates we have the defensive midfielder. Uh, Riyad Sharahili, um, and we also have Nawaf Alabed. He's uh, anything but a new player, but new in the sense that he came back, uh, having been off the squad, uh, came back uh, to replace Al Mualad there. So new in a sense. Okay, let's look at injuries. And actually, uh, Saudi Arabia is uh, pretty blessed as far as this goes. Uh, players who were injured but recovered, none. Uh, players who uh, were injury doubts but still added to the roster, none. Players who were dropped due to injury, none. But we will put Fahad Al-Mualad in this uh, category. He was uh, dropped due to that banning situation, the doping banning situation, but kind of fits in this category. So that is a big loss to them, Fahad Al-Mualad, but it is the only loss. Uh, we even have a category for players who were injured, but who weren't strong candidates in the first place. And again, none, uh, no one in that category. So they've been very lucky uh, avoiding injury there. And we're gonna finish uh, now with uh, the predicted starters. I instantly popped up the list there, and uh, let's go. So for manager, uh, Irv Renard, uh, uh, of course, we uh, consider him a starter in that sense. Uh, goalkeepers, we have Mohamed Al-Awais, Mohamed Al-Yami, sometimes called Mohamed Al-Rubai, and uh, possible, uh, sorry, we won't do definite likely impossible, uh, Nawaf Al-Akidi, those three uh, goalkeepers. And uh, we have nominated Alois uh, as the starter, and uh, we remain sure of that. Uh, not much uh, argument there. Okay, central defenders. The candidates are Ali Al Bulehi and Abdullah uh, Al Amri, and uh, we also have Abdullah Madu and Hassan Tambakti, and uh, we think the starters there uh, are going to be. Um, well, actually, in the previous full-length podcast, we we hadn't nominated any starters because we thought it was too much of a rotation. But uh, uh, in review, we, we did think that we should have put Al Amri as a starter, uh, as one of the starters. But the rest really did rotate too much for us to speculate. 
uh, or well, we speculated, but to actually come to a conclusion. Uh, the recent friendlies, though, make things much clearer, and we now see um, uh, Al Amri and Al Bulahi as the starters, with uh, Tambakti as the first choice for backup keeper. There, on the left backs, we uh, have Yasser Al Sharani and Nasser Al Dosari. And uh, in fact, in the previous podcast, we plum forgot to do that one. Uh, we just moved straight from central defenders to right back. So, uh, but we would have picked Al Sharami, and we will reaffirm that here. We think uh, he's going to be the starter. Okay, for right backs, we saw. Uh, oh, the candidates are Saud Abdul Hamid, Sultan Al Ganam, and Mohammed Al Break. And we saw in the in the full length podcast Al Ganam as the starter, uh, uh, even though Saud, Saud Al Abdul Hamid uh, had been a definite candidate. He had only started uh, four of their twenty games, so he was a definite because he was always called up, and uh, not because of his uh, starts there. However, uh, in the recent friendlies, Saud Al Hamid uh, was the most used player. And now he seems the most likely, although we do consider all of them possible. Uh, however, we do think the recent selections in the friendlies represent uh, the starting squad. So we're going to change our call here from uh, Sultan Al Ghanam to Saud Abdul Hamid. We think he's going to start. Okay, defensive uh, midfielders and central midfielders. We have the following candidates Ali Al Hassan, Abdullah Otaif. Riyad Sharahili, Mohamed Kano, and uh, Abdulale uh, Al Malki. Those are the five candidates. And we had nominated uh, Kano as a starter, and um, actually we had Al Faraj on the list here. But we're going to talk about him with uh, attacking midfielders. He does play a uh, central midfielder sometimes, but. Uh, not enough to consider uh, him as a starter there. Um, there's still no news that Al Malki was injured, but he has returned and he has renewed his partnership with Cano. So uh, we think those two will be the central pairing. They were in the last two friendlies. So uh, we're going to nominate Mohamed Cano and uh, Abdullah Al Malki as the starters in the central midfield. Uh, in left midfield, uh, for defensive left midfielder, uh, we think um, actually the left defender, Nasser Aldosori, will play left midfield if the position is used. However, it wasn't used enough for us to consider him a starter. Uh, so we have nominated Salam Aldosori as a starter for the left attacking midfield, and recent games have strengthened our uh, conviction there. Um, Meanwhile, uh, Abdul Rahman Garib is in red here because he was the uh, surprise non-selection for us there. Okay, and uh, similarly in right midfielder, Fahad uh, Al-Mualad is in red because uh, he was replaced. Uh, so for right midfielders, of course, we had nominated Al-Mualad as the starter, thinking that he would be back. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a suitable replacement, though, and uh, we're, we're actually thinking they might abandon the 4-2-3-1 formation, which they so often used now that he is gone. So a bit of a, a wrench in the works for manager Irv Renard uh, uh, in dealing with his absence. Uh, okay, uh, left wingers and right wingers, they don't really use the position, so no one there. And now we get to uh, Salman Al-Faraj, and we're kind of struggling with this one. Um, first of all, they don't always use the central attacking midfielder position, so he is actually um, uh, only being... Uh, there. Uh, only been called up for about half the games after World Cup qualifying. So uh, from that perspective, we don't see him as a starter. And yet he is the captain of the squad. And he also does play some games in the central midfield. So uh, for those reasons, we're going to nominate him as a starter. And uh, uh, yeah, I'm not dead sure why he missed so many games. 
Uh, and onto the forward line, uh, we had not been able to decide between Firas al Burakain and Salah al Sheri. Actually, I was leaning towards Sheri because he has a better scoring percentage. However, after recent friendlies, uh, it seems clear that al Burakain will start, having uh, started most of those friendlies. So uh, we have to, on evidence, nominate uh, al Burakain as the starter there. Okay, well, closing thoughts. Um, uh, we're, we're not going to repeat everything we said in the team podcast when we really gave our opinions about their uh, prospects. Rather, we're just answering this question, does the selection change our opinion about their chances? Uh, and I would say slightly, uh, even though it's only one player that they lost, it is uh, it is the guy who scores their goals, al uh, um uh, sorry, Mualad, Al-Mualad. Uh, and that's a huge loss, and it may even force them to change the formation that they use, the formation that they're so familiar with. Uh, uh, they uh, they changed it in the absence of Al-Mualad. So that's a really big change uh, right before the tournament. Uh, I'm also really concerned about the goals that they that, that, that they they lose with Al Mualad uh, leaving. We saw very low scoring uh, uh, friendlies there, and we saw them uh, kind of struggling with with uh, teams that are way lower quality than the teams that they'll meet in this cup. Uh, so I think they'll be respectable defensively. I don't think they'll lose by a lot, but I can't see how they're going to win and get the points they need if they can't uh, put the ball in the net. So I'm kind of hoping that uh, uh, one of the forwards will really kind of come into uh, prominence here. I was kind of thinking it may be Salah al-Sheri, uh, but actually Firas al-Burakan seems to be the starting forward. Anyway, it doesn't matter who does it, uh, but they need someone to emerge and uh, put the ball in the net. Uh, in order to uh, uh, do well in this cup. And I think losing Al Mualad is uh, really a blow uh, as far as that goes. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of this podcast. And keep in mind, uh, we may be editing together a list of the bios of the 26 final candidates. And uh, if we do that, uh, it'll probably come out in the, in the first few days of the cup. I'm not sure we'll have time to do it, although I kind of do want to create it for myself so that I can review the squad before I see the team play. Anyway, keep an eye on us at soccerfiles.canada. That's soccerfiles with a PH in the middle and an S at the end and our website, soccerfiles.captivate.fm or check the show notes for links to our website and previous podcast series. And I hope this uh, helps you enjoy the cup that much more. And I hope also we'll see you in our next media cast. Bye-bye. <laughs>